situation to change it. I believe he's that kind of God today. Father, we just want to say, Lord, how much we love you, Lord. How much we just thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, where would we be if it wasn't for your grace, Lord? Your mercy that you've called us in this generation, Lord. We see a world, Lord, just tumbling into chaos, going deeper into darkness, Lord. But yet in our hearts and our lives, we saw a great light, the light of God, Lord, that's called us out of darkness, brought us to a place, a firm place to stand upon, Lord. Doesn't matter what's going on around us. Doesn't matter what's happening. Lord, in, in our boat today, we know, Lord, that you're here with us and even in us, Father. Lord, you're more than able for any situation, for any need that we have. Lord, you've seen the hands that were lifted all over this building. You know what that hand represents, Lord, and I believe it's an action to cause a reaction. Just as that woman would lift a hand and touch the hem of your garment, I believe we're that close to you tonight, Lord, to touch your garment, Father, to reach out and Grab a hold of what we have need of, Lord, and you have the answer for every situation. Lord, we just commit this time in your hands, Lord, everything to be said and done for your glory and for your honor, Father. Thank you for making us your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Also, Matthew 21 and verse 21. Amen. Brother Tim is almost here from visiting Sister Karen today. Amen. She's just really just still continues to heal, and we're just believing for a complete healing and complete deliverance and total restoration. Amen. And she responded to a few things today, not really opened her eyes much, but we know she has before, and she'll do it again. Amen. So we're just resting upon that. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Matthew 21, 21 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, yet shall not on, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. I, I, I don't see that it says it might be or may be. It shall be done. And all things, how many can say all things? Whatsoever you ask, you shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Amen. We'll let you be seated today. I'd like to speak to you on Jesus Christ the same, incredible but true. Incredible but true. Looking at this scripture in Matthew 21, it's a, a scripture that no doubt that we draw strength from in our times of need and situations. And, and I believe that God was speaking to a people that would be standing upon the, even though he's speaking to a people there before him, but it was also speaking to a people that would come in the last day that would have need of these things, that we could draw strength from these things. And he says, you shall say unto this mountain, it's a, this is actually, in the Greek, it's a, they call it a proverbial phrase used by Arabic writing, is to remove mountains is to accomplish the most difficult, the stupendous, which is the extremely impressive and incredible thing. Amen. I don't think he would put that in his word unless there was the ability for that word to come to pass. 
I, I don't think that he would come to the place that we're living in and, 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 you know, and all of a sudden this word is no longer has power. It no longer has strength. It has no longer the ability to move in the time that we're living in, but it does have the same ability, the same power because his word is ever true. Amen. His word is not a temporary word. It's not a word that spo he spoke in that moment and that's all it was to it, but it's an eternal word. Therefore, we can pull strength from it even than the day that we live in. And you know, Brother Branham would say this, and God talked to Moses. He said, I believe that the age has come now, the miraculous, the phenomenal, the baptism of the Spirit, the power and signs and wonders, this great pouring out of God's Spirit in the last days. And that's the thing that will bring faith in the people that will take a rapture in faith, that will take the church into glory. I believe it. And I'm here to stand on this same place. I believe it as well. I believe this is the time for the phenomenal. This is the time for the baptism of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. This is the time for God to show His power. And we got many quotes. That we could. I was actually playing the tape to my mom yesterday, as Brother Bradham would say. God loves to display His power, and so He'd bring you to a place so He would have to show you who He is. And He says all of these things coming in this last days and this moment that we're living in. Now, as we've been on this thought of Jesus Christ the same, you know, the devil doesn't, doesn't, he don't, he don't mind if you think of God in a time past or a, a God of history or, or you think of a God maybe in the future and we keep putting it off in the future. But what he really don't want you to believe is a God of now. Amen. A word of now, a time of now, that this is the time for these things to come to pass. Amen. You know, I, brother, brother, I seen brother Wendell was ministering on this, this title, if not now, when, you know, as we've seen it repeated several times in the last few months uh, on the chosen, you know, and I thought that was a very good thing is no doubt Jesus would wrestle within himself. You know, when is my time to step into the place that God has called me to be? Because he knew when he stepped into that place where it would lead to. And so he would battle with that. But, you know, I, I believe that we're also come to a place to where, if not now, when are we going to believe for the supernatural? If not now, when are we going to believe for the baptism of the Holy Ghost to fall upon our lives, to, to change us, to lift us up, to, to rewrite our whole lives? Amen. If not now, when are we going to believe for the power of God and the church of God? If not now, when are we going to believe for the signs and wonders to be in our midst, that God's the healer and the deliverer and the Savior? Amen. If not now, when are you going to believe for your family to be, amen, to be saved? If not now, when are you going to believe for the healing of your body? If not now, when are you going to believe that God can come and do exactly what he did 2,000 years ago, what he did 60 years ago? He's still the same today. I believe the time is now that people begin to believe with all their hearts that this is the moment, this is the time. Look, we see the world getting in this position. We see the world going into complete chaos. Amen. Thinking about the believers in South Africa right now as their country's being torn apart and, and turned up upside down to where they can't even get a loaf of bread and they can't go to the market, they can't go to work because of some rioting that has taken place and, and destruction everywhere. Listen, it's just a foretaste of what is coming upon this earth. This earth is going deeper and deeper and deeper into darkness. It's going deeper and deeper into chaos. It's going deeper and deeper and deeper into sin. So if we can see the world of coming into fruition of what the Word spoke of it, the Word is also spoke of a people that's coming into their place, into their position to believe that all things are possible. Hallelujah. And, and we're coming to moments that we're going to have to believe for some incredible things. Amen. And even more incredible than a healing or a deliverance. Amen. What's more incredible than the rapture for a change of the body? Amen. You know, Brother Brandon would talk about in a paradox. He said, in, you know, Webster would, would describe the word paradox as something that seems incredible but true. Therefore, a paradox would be the same as a miracle. Amen. A paradox is something that seemed just like it couldn't be the knowledge of human mind is altogether incredible but yet it's proven true how is it proven how is God's word proven true by it coming to pass 
It's not proven true by science. It's not proven true by intellectual abilities to put it all together. God's word is proven true by coming to pass. The word that says he the Lord God that heals all our diseases is proven true by coming to pass in a body that is sick but now is now made well. Amen. The, the word that is spoken of it, he will, he will forgive all iniquities is proven true by the blood of Jesus, the Holy Ghost coming into a life and so changing their life. Amen. To where it's so incredible who they used to be, they're not no more. Who, what they used to do, they don't do that no more. That's an incredible thing. In a world that is so driven by sin and, and the attributes and the things of sin until people are actually drunk on, on sin. They, they're so consumed with it. They're so bound by it. But in the middle of a sin-consumed world, a person can be born again of the Holy Ghost and their desires be so changed and so uh, uh, turned around to where they're no longer the same person. They no longer have the same desires. They no longer have the same wants, the same, amen, where they, we used to go, where they used to go, they don't go no more. What they used to do, they don't do no more. Amen. If God can do that in an age that we're living in, it's an incredible thing, but it's a true thing. I'm looking at the manifestation of the Holy Ghost in lives, amen, in the middle of chaos, in the middle of Laodicea, when this world is at its worst and sin is at its apex, apex right in the middle of it. God has raised up a people to show him, my power is greater than Satan's power. My power is greater than the sin. My power is greater than unbelief. My power is greater than drugs and alcohol and every spirit of the devil. My power is greater than sex sin. My power is greater than the enemy. And he's allowed him to come into this world so great to show he's greater. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's a miracle. A miracle. It's altogether incredible, but yet it's proven to be true. It's incredible, but yet it's the truth. People today, a lot of them, he said, a lot of modernists believes that the days of miracles are past. Or some of them believe they're coming. He said, they don't believe there's no such a thing many times as a miracle. He said, I believe that the world is full of miracles. I believe that this church this evening is full of miracles. Because he goes on, he said, I believe it's a paradox constantly that in a sin-filled world, there's a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. In a world full of sickness, there's a miracle. In the world full of sin, there's a miracle. He said, for instance, I believe that every born again, excuse me, every born again member of the body of Christ is a miracle or a paradox in themselves. I believe that each one of you Methodists and Presbyterian and Lutheran that never had experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you was in some formal church that did not believe in the genuine new birth, but now have you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said it's a perfect example of a paradox. He said, because something happened to you that changed your whole being. And anyone can look at that and know that that is a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You can look at your neighbor and say, you're a miracle. To be honest, we're all miracles. To be sitting where we're sitting under the deluge of sin and, and the deluge of unbelief and how dark and how, how impossible it may seem, but yet we still remain. Yet we're still here. And even though all the mind battles and all the pressures of Satan's Eden, yet we're still here. Yet we still remain. Amen. It's incredible, but it's true. Unless you experience that miracle of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which changes everything about you. Unless that happens, you cannot be a Christian. There must be that paradox for you to become a Christian because no one can change a spirit in a man and give him the new birth unless it's God or outside of God. God alone is the only one that can do it. And it's a miracle how that God can take a man's thinking and take his ways, take his life, take everything that he ever thought was true and change it from what it was to what it can be and what he can make it. 
Oh, my, I might have to read that again. It's a miracle how that God can take a man's thinking and his ways and his life and everything and change it from what it was to what it can be, what he can make it. Oh, think about it. The devil thought he had you. The devil was trying to destroy you. But God, rich in mercy, came on the scene and he called you from the place that you was and he changed your ways. He changed your thinking. He changed your life. He changed everything about you to what you can be in his thinking, to what you can be, what he thought about you before the foundation of the world. It's incredible, but it's true. That moon standing now today, they say 238,900 feet. I don't know how they got that long of a tape measure, but they say it was that many miles away from the earth and yet controls the tide on the seas. It's incredible. You know, you go down to the beach and sometimes where you're standing looks like it's lower than where the sea is. And you're wondering why the ocean ain't coming, ain't coming in on you because it seems like, it seems incredible that it's not just washing over you because you look like, anybody ever been there where it looks like the ocean is higher than where you're standing? And it seems like at any moment it should come in and wash you, but there's a power there controlling it. It's incredible, but it's true. Amen, there's a power, the moon as it would move around the earth and how it rotates or whatever goes on with that and the gravity pull, it pulls the tides in and it pulls them out and it was put in a perfect place, it was put in a perfect uh, exact marker from the earth to do its job. You know, if it would move out of that place, chaos would ensue upon this earth. Amen, floods and every tsunamis and every kind of thing would take place. But yet it stands there, amen, controlling the tide. And the moon rocks, you know, if it would rock out like that from the earth, the tide goes with it and it comes back and the tide comes back in. God has put the moon over the tides to set the boundaries that they cannot pass this boundary where God drawed the line. God drawed the line, but the moon holds it in place. Amen, we heard not too many years ago Brother Donnie Reagan talking about the ministry of the moon and how he typed it out with the bride of Jesus Christ. God has drawn the boundaries, but he's got a people here holding it in his place. That all of these things cannot be unleashed upon this earth until this people gets off the face of this earth. You can all, when God drew the line and said you can only come this close, you cannot take the rest of it. For I put my guard over you. Oh, hallelujah. That moon thousands of miles from the earth calls to that sea and, and it sets its boundaries and it controls it. Incredible. What is on that moon? Well, just a few miles off the earth, all gravitation, all air, it goes and it goes out into space and there's not even air for millions and millions and millions multiplied on millions of miles and yet it controls what's going on on the earth saying you can only go so far, you can go no further, for I am the guard of God, I am the watchdog that's been set here, and you cannot pass these boundaries. That's a paradox, it cannot be explained, it's incredible, but it's true. Amen, you know, and then we got a winter time that comes, and this year was one of our worst that I could, I could ever remember, snow on the ground and cold and, and the ground's freezing, but there's this little seed that, that's laying down on the inside, and it freezes, and it bursts open, and, and the pulp runs out of it, and that little germ of life is laying there in the dust in a frozen sheet of ice that would kill any life. How is it preserved? That cause along comes springtime. Here it comes up again. It's incredible, but it's true. You know, we look at Hebrews 11th chapter and we understand Paul saying the world was framed and put together by the word of God. A word that could speak and out of that word would material, materialize an earth and out of that word would, would, word would materialize a sun. Out of that word would materialize moons and stars. That's incredible. That he could say, let there be, and it was so. He would speak out of nothing to form something. 
So that things that do appear today were made out of things that did not appear. You're sitting on something today that once did not appear. You looked at the sun today that once did not appear. Tonight you'll go out and you'll see stars that once did not hang there. Amen. You know, at once there was nothing. It was blackness. It was, it was just nothing but void and empty space. But a word spoke. And the Holy Spirit began to woo over that word and bring that word to pass. Amen. Until we're, amen, now we can look and we got solar systems that they can't even get to the end of it. And we got uh, stars that they can't even me measure the distance of them. And we got things around us that we take so for granted. And the word of God spoke into existence. So I ask you this question. Why would we be afraid to trust the one who gives such a word with power and authority? Why would we be afraid? This is the prophet of God. Why would we be afraid to take that word to ourselves and apply it to ourselves. It shows, he said, if we're afraid that we fall into unbelief. But it's a paradox. You know, it's an it's a incredible thing that, that God would call Abraham in his old age. And, and he would tell him, you're gonna, I'm gonna, from you, I'm going to bring forth a nation. And I, I'm gonna, you're 100 years old and, and Sarah's 90 and, and you're buying past all the childbearing. But out of you is going to come a seed. Amen. It was incredible. It looked impossible. But it was true. Because it came to pass. Abraham was good as dead. Sarah passed bearing. Her womb was as good as dead. Yet God said he was going to bring a child. Ask the doctor if a woman 100 or 90 years old could raise a baby or have a baby. It's impossible. It's incredible. But she did it. Why? Because God said she would. It's an incredible thing to think that a man could sit there with his back to a tent, a stranger with dust on his clothes, and tell a woman who was behind him what she was thinking about. It's incredible, but it's true. It's incredible. You can listen to the tapes that God would come in our generation and time after time after time say, you've done, you have this on, on you and you got this and you got that and you live at this address and you're in this certain city. Oh, she's gonna miss it. Stella. Incredible. But true. It was incredible when Abraham took Isaac to the top of the mountain after he received him. And God said, take him and sacrifice him unto me. When he got to the top of the mountain and he laid Isaac on the wood and was ready to take his life. And when he was coming down with his hand, something caught his hand. And there was a voice that spoke and said, don't do it, Abraham. There's something that's already been provided. And he looks around and there's a ram hung in some bushes. He wasn't there when he walked up. He wasn't there while he was preparing the altar. He wasn't there when Isaac laid down. He wasn't there as he pulled back his knife. But all of a sudden, out of nothing came a ram. It's incredible, but it's true. How did it get there? On top of the mountain, there should have been something killed. It should have been wild dogs maybe grabbing it. No water up there. Why was it there when he picked up the rocks? Why wasn't it there when, when, when Isaac was looking around and saying, well, we got the wood, we got the, we got the rocks, we got it all. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham would, would speak some incredible words. My God will provide that. Hallelujah. And out of them words came a creative force that put a ram in a bush. Oh, come on now. He's called that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. Incredible but true. But he is still Jehovah Jireh. 
He's still the provider. He's still the need supplier. He's still what you have need of. He's just looking for somebody to speak the word and watch him bring it to pass. It was a paradox when Jesus would say, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you have said will come to pass. You can have what you said. It's incredible, but it's true. We saw it demonstrated in this very age that we're living in. Brother Brandon would be in the woods sitting by the side of a tree. No squirrels in the woods, but when a voice spoke and said, say where they'll be. And he would point his finger to a bare limb walnut tree and said, he'll sit right there. And there he was. It's incredible, but true. He said, where will the next one be? Over in that bunch of clump of stuff. And I never took my finger down till there he was. Where will the next one be? Out on that snag over the field, and there he was. It's incredible, but it's true. And there he went to Hattie Wright's house, and there she's sitting there. Two boys have been, been a bunch of renegades, boys of the world. And there she's sitting there, and he said, Hattie, the Lord God, you said the, the Lord God, he provided those squirrels. He's Jehovah Jireh. And she responded, that's nothing but the truth of God. Oh, hallelujah. It don't have to have a big scientific formula to try to come up with what to say. Just respond to his word and say it's the truth. He said it, I believe it. He said it, I'm gonna stand upon it. His word declares it and I'm not backing up from it. It's nothing but the truth. She said the right thing. Seems incredible that a human could speak a word and God bring it to pass. Brother Brandon would say, you know, he says, as dirty and filthy as we are, who are we? Who is he that sets back yonder beyond the moon, stars, and space, and time, and eternity? Even the angels are dirty in his sight. Who are we? He said, but a woman said the right thing, and that called on the heart of Jehovah. He said, ask her what she wants, and it'll be given to her. Incredible, but true. Right here now, in our sight, he says, there's visible evidence. She asked for her boy's souls to be Christians, and God gave her her desires. He said, oh, that's incredible. That's more of a miracle than healing a sick person. He said that changing a man's life, soul, body, and all he is, it changed their whole makeup. Well, that tells me if I'm looking at a bunch of people that's been changed, their whole makeup's been changed. I'm looking at people who once were druggies and once were alcohols and were into alcohol and once were smokers and once was all kinds of every kind of spirits hanging over their lives. But God, rich in mercy, came down upon their life. And the prophet of God said that's more of a miracle than a healing. When I say if God could change a life, God can heal a sick person. If God can lift up Brother Hell from the darkness of sin and every kind of spirit of hell and change his motives and change his mind and change his heart, the same God that did that for him is the same God that can go to room 106. Oh, hallelujah, because he's the same God. And if he can do that great thing, he can do that great thing. If he can open your eyes, he'll open her eyes. It's incredible, but it's true. Hallelujah. If he can restore the thinking of a man, amen, going down the wrong path, got it all made up and all planned out, and God changed it in a moment. And a person laying there with brain bleeds. This is no hard thing for my God. 
Not what I'm seeing around me. You know, I, I was talking to Andrew. I believe it was me and Andrew was talking the other day. We went to go pick up something in town as the brothers needed something here for the, the little play area. We was talking about it. I said, you know, I said, I don't understand somebody that can't believe in God. I said, because if you don't believe in God, you can't call on him when you have a need. And then, if you don't get the answer you wanted, you can't be mad at him because you don't believe in him. So I don't understand where somebody like that, where they rest, where, where is the rest for a person like that? I know where my rest is. My rest is in the incredible but true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it ain't a scientific thing. I ain't got to get it all figured out. Figured out how God's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. I ain't got to add it all up. It ain't my intellectual ability or some doctor's intellectual ability that's going to produce the healing that my mom needs. What will produce the healing that she needs is this word. And this word's the same word that saved you and you and you and you and me and everyone here that's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. That same word that done that is the same word that'll heal every sick person in this church. Amen. It's time that we start believing more than we ever have believed. It's time we start standing upon the promises more than we've ever stood upon the promises. You think the devil's giving up? No, he's pushing harder. Amen. But what do you hear? Service after service is cannon shots. Going back nuts. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing off the promise. What good is it going to do me to start disbelieving? What good is it going to do me to take a step back and say God ain't saying God? What good is it going to know? I'm going to go forward. I'm going to speak the word of God. By his stripes, she's healed. It's incredible, but it's true. It's a paradox, incredible, in Noah's time that he would come in a scientific age with an unscientific message. Couldn't be proven. Prepare for rain to come from heaven when there was no rain. Never had been no rain. There was no way to get rain up there. It had never rained. There was no seas. There was no waters. But yet God told him to make an ocean for saving of his house, make an ark for saving of his house. And God brought the rain down. Unscientific in a scientific age. And, and you know, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So therefore, there would have to be another message come that's unscientific to a scientific age. Amen. Well, we're not to build a boat. Christ is building a body. Amen. A place, a word, a refuge that we can walk into. Amen. It was a paradox when the Hebrew children that had decided they was going to stay with God's word regardless of what happened. That's where you got to be. Regardless of what happened. And the king built the furnace seven times hotter than it had ever been heated and threw those men in there and the intense heat of the fires, furnace killed the men that walked up the game plank with them. They died, but yet those men walked in the furnace for maybe perhaps three hours. There should have been no more than dust left of them. Their human life that was in them should have perished. It made other humans die just getting close to the fire. They throwed them in there, you know, maybe say three hours, maybe five. After a while, the king went back, had lunch. He'd come back and said, open up that door. There won't even be dust left to them anymore. But when he opened them, there they were in the middle of the fire, unharmed, walking around, incredible, but true. How did you, how many did you put in there? We put three. Well, I'm counting four. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that one looks like the son of the gods. He wasn't the son of the gods. He was the son of God. They were heathens, but God in his great word came down 
to where they were. It's incredible, but it's true. You know, let's tell a few things for a moment. One of my first times to ever go overseas to minute where the first time to minister was with Brother Danny Steeman and Brother Jackie Benton, 2003. Been ministering a couple of years, very young in the ministry. And uh, Brother Danny had met him up there when he moved for a brief moment up to Missouri and we became bosom friends and still are today. And uh, so he invited me to go with him and Brother Jackie had kind of took Brother Danny under his wing when Brother Danny was a young man and took him different places. And Brother Danny took me down there and with Brother Jackie and, and uh, just say this, Brother Jackie was a great man of God, is a great man of God. He traveled the world over and they wrote songs about his exploits and uh, just done some amazing things. Matter of fact, that trip, he would get off the plane from the Philippines Next day, get on a plane to go with us to Guyana. That's what kind of man he was. He was the kind of man that when we was down in the middle of a jungle, unbelieving kids would walk out of this jungle and say, Hey, Brother Jackie's back. It's quite a reputation. I know people want to criticize him, but that's quite a reputation. Amen. And, and so here we we're, we're, went down into the jungles for just a little brief excursion and and on a boat down into the river, and we're, you know, we're preaching down at this little place, and you know, and I, you just try, and my, my, actually at that time, my papa had just went in to have some heart, his heart checked, and there was a lot of ifs about that, and didn't know if he was going to make it or not, and here I'm down in the jungles, no communication, and you know, his worry starts setting in and things, and, and uh, so we're walking back and forth to the church. And uh, I, I, I was, I can't remember who ministered that night. It seemed like Brother Danny did. But anyway, we're walking back and it's a moonlit night. And I'm, I was in the lead and I was walking down this path. We'd been walking it for several nights now. And so we kind of knew the way. And so I'm walking it. And I literally, as I'm walking, I felt a hand, a pressure hit me right here in the chest. And it stopped me. Brother Danny kind of bumped up behind me and he said, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. I said, but something stopped me. And we started digging in our pockets for our flashlights and shined. And there was their most poisonous snake laying right there in our path. But God was showing me very early that he's with me. It's incredible, but it's true. We'd go later on that journey and we'd fly 45 minutes off into a, 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 basically a wilderness out into the jungle way off in there, laying, laying in a little dirt strip and we'd get in a boat and we'd go up the river for a few hours and we'd preach there. We'd move over here for another few hours to another church and preach there. And, and, and the brother taking us wanted to go way on up about eight hours into the jungle areas further and, 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 and to go to this nomad tribe that he had been witnessing to and and so he said, I, I don't even know if they'd be there. He said, I can't get communication. I've been trying. He said, but what do y'all feel to do? And so we felt to go. So we got in the boat about 2 o'clock in the morning because it was a river to catch the tide. You had to go with the tide coming in. It went, out, went in and out with the tide. So we jumped in the boat, and we go in with the tide up river. About 10 o'clock in the day, the day's breaking. had been had, had broken, and we pulled under this canopy of the jungle, and, you know, I'm trying to th figure out what's going on, and I sit up for a moment and I look around and out of the bushes just almost like they just come out of nowhere it's come this white haired Indian and these two other Indians with him and they got these sticks in their hands and this white haired Indian screaming to the just screaming like this and I'm thinking Lord have mercy yeah you delivered me from a snake and I'm about to be lunch I, I didn't know what was happening and so I, I'm just sitting there kind of looking, trying to figure it out. I look at Brother Basil there, taking us up, and I see a tear coming down his eye. And I said, oh, we got, something's happening here. And so I, I, he kind of finally turned around and looked at me and Brother Danny and Brother Jackie, and he says, this is the chief of that tribe that I wanted to visit. He said he was in his tent or teepee, whatever they have, a little mud hut. And he said he was there and he went to he prayed and went to sleep. And he said an angel woke him up and said, go to the mouth of the creek. I got three white men bringing fire. Yeah. It's incredible, but it's true. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a moment that you feel like I can shake a snake off now. 
God knows where I'm at. Amen. God knows exactly what we're going through. He would show us this a few weeks ago at Brother Ron Spencer's as we're ministering and I'm asking God and asking God to move and to speak and dad's asking for him to speak and people, because my mom is having these situations and all of a sudden out of nowhere my iPad would begin to play about a song down from his glory showing us he's right in the fire with us. It's incredible but it's true. It's so true to me. I go to my mother's bedside there in the ICU and she hadn't spoken in 18 hours and I'd begin to speak to her and I said, Mom, I know God has come down in this fire and out of her mouth she'd begin to sing down from his glory, every living story. My God and Savior came and Jesus is, it's incredible, but it's true. Amen. She has been seen in the kitchen shouting. She's been seen in this church shouting. People are having dreams. God is speaking. God is moving. It's time we believe all things are possible. Read something today that gave me courage. Brother Brandon would preach the gates of hell shall not prevail. And you would think of that sometimes, many times, as Satan being on the attack, and he is on the attack. But this writer was right, and he said, you know, it's time that the people of God go on the offensive. It's time we quit sitting back and letting the devil come on our property and reach, moving back a little further and going back a little further and going back a little further. He said, it's time that we go on the offensive. He said, I want to encourage your hearts because the scripture says the gates of hell will not prevail. He said, a gate is not an offensive, it's a defense. So hell is trying to defend itself. Come on, somebody. Amen, it's time you realize your enemy is not, it's not, you know, it's not us being afraid of him, it's him being afraid of what's on the inside of you. It's time we grab our swords and we start taking the word of God and we say, no, you're not having this child and you're not having this body. It don't belong to you. Hallelujah. It's time something rises up on somebody's heart and say, devil, I've had enough of you. I'm not taking it one more night. I'm not taking it one more moment. But today, your head's coming off. The gates of hell will not prevail. In other words, the gates of hell are not going to be able to stand before the army of the living God. Hallelujah. It would be a paradox, incredible but true, that a little boy could defeat a Goliath, a giant. When the rest of the army sitting back in fear and Brother Wayne said something that really struck me the other day he said when Saul tried to give David his armor David looked at Saul and said well you're scared to fight with it what good is it going to do me and that's the truth people want to hand you their favorite quotes and they want to hand you their favorite things and they, you know, their, their favorite ideas but they're scared to fight but I'll tell you what's proven. And what's proven is the Lord said in Mark 16, they shall lay hands upon the sick. They shall recover. It's proven that by his stripes, they shall be healed. It's proven, amen, the promises unto you and your children. It's proven, amen. It's incredible, but it's true. You know, it'd be an incredible thing, which is what the Lord spoke. Maybe used a different word, but basically, basically, basically the same thought. That Brother Wayne Lawson was right over here on this side of the building, pushing around some dirt there to build. So we build the parking lots and things. Had to build up that side over there about two foot, maybe more. 
And we're fighting the weather and we're fighting people. Our dirt man quitting us is on a Wednesday and rain's supposed to come in just any moment. You see the clouds back here gathering darker and darker. And I'm stewing and I'm upset. Brother Wayne's just pushing dirt. Finally, we get that last truck in and he pushes it over, smooths it out, and the bottom falls out. And he, I run and grab the truck, come around and grab him, and he jumps in. It's about 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. And he, I look at him and say, Brother Wayne, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, you're supposed to be preaching tonight. He kind of looked at me with his look and kind of smirked. He said, well, he said, you know, I was worried like that too. He said, until about 2.30 or 3 on, on the dozer, the Lord came down and said, I'm going to do something significant tonight. I said, Brother Wayne, it had been real nice if you'd have told me right after that. <laughs> <laughs> he got a chuckle. He said, I'm sorry, you know. I didn't even think about it. Well, anyway, we go to the church or, or to, to the house. He gets ready. And my mom, you know, had just had her, was that her first brain bleed? Yeah, her first brain bleed. And, uh, you know, and she's in a weak condition and things. But God has spoke a word. And he backed it up. I mean, his witnesses, are, he backed it up. He said, I'm going to do something significant tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my. We know what happened. We was there after midnight of God pouring out the blessings of God. And we got testimonies even here. I wonder how many could even testify and stand to your feet and say, I, I, I was healed during that night. Anybody here that could say that? I know there's a couple here. I know. There's brother, yeah, Brother Jed. There's one. He had, he had warts all over his body. The doctor done burn off, I don't know, about 100 or so. Still had them all over, and they're gone today. Was there anybody saved that night? <laughs> I know there was. Go ahead and stand up. You can stand up. There's another one. Amen. God does some incredible things. Pretty incredible that a boy would be laying in his bed Away from God, probably not even thinking about God, off and on, maybe coming to himself and having thoughts. But amen, in that moment, God wakes him up. And in a moment, he brings him to the house of God. It was incredible, Brother Justin, when you walked in the back door and I saw you coming in your pajamas. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. But I didn't realize there was a little girl that had come down to an altar and said, I want my brother saved. And there was a word that was released. And it was a creative word. It was a word with power. And it was released into another realm, into another atmosphere, over into a place where demons of hell had a boy bound and they had to back away at the presence of God and they backed away enough that he could get in his truck and come to the house of God. more words to be spoken against the enemies of God. Hallelujah. It's time we put the word of God on our lips and go to speaking and saying, God, you promised it. You said it. And I believe it. And I'm not backing away from it. But I'm going to hold the promises high. Because I believe you're once again the same God. What you did on that Wednesday night, you can do again on this Wednesday night. You can heal. You can save the lost. Oh, let the word of God be released right now. A word to go to room 106. And devils have to back up and release her in Jesus' name. And healing virtues flow in Jesus' name. And God come on the scene as he did for the three Hebrew children in Jesus' name. right now. You're in the presence of all things are possible.
shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets singing with me Jesus in the darkness he's over every I speak Jesus to room 106 for Sister Karen's heart and her mind. We speak Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Cause I know 